please join me in prayer. Loving God, lead us beyond ourselves to care and protect, to nourish and shape, to challenge and energize both the life and the world you have given us. God of light and God of darkness, God of conscience and God of courage, lead us through this time of spiritual confusion and public uncertainty. Lead us beyond fear, apathy, and defensiveness to new hope in you and two hearts full of faith. Give us the conscience it takes to comprehend what we're facing, to see what we're looking at, and to say what we see so that others hearing us may also brave the pressure that comes with being out of public step. Give us the courage we need to confront those things that compromise our consciences or threatened our integrity. Give us, most of all, the courage to follow those before us who challenged wrong and changed it, whatever the cost to themselves. Amen. Good morning, my beloved friends, and welcome home. Over the course of these next four weeks in September, we're going to be reading passages from the Gospel according to Matthew, and I would like to tie them together loosely in a series of reflections looking through the lens of the question, what does love require? In other words, as we continue to move forward as disciples, as followers of Jesus, as those committed to the gospel imperative to love our neighbor as ourselves, what is being asked of us? I've taken a little liberty using the familiar passage from the Old Testament prophet Micah, who, acting as God's mouthpiece, tells the people of Israel during a heated conflict that at the end of the day, what God wants of her people is really pretty simple. Three things, mishpat, hesed, and hasneh. And over the years, we have translated those three requests in English as seek justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. So in each of these weeks, I will be focusing our collective attention on how these gospel passages from Matthew invite and challenge and nurture and hopefully inspire us to live more and more wholeheartedly as followers. I've thought a lot this week about how we might start this series together. Each of the passages over the next four weeks gives what could be described as guidelines or a framework for right action. They could be read as an ethical primer, laying out who and how we might act as faithful followers. And while there may be good in that to be sure, I am leery of that approach. I think there is something bigger at play and more worthy of our attention. Today's passage is a great example. It seems to beg the question right out the gate, is this passage about rules or relationships? If the former, then we have a rather neat little formula for maintaining a semblance of order in our Christian community that goes something like this. If someone offends you, confront them. If that doesn't work, try an intervention. If that fails, cut them off and kick them out. If nothing else, it's at least straightforward, which is perhaps why some Christian groups have read this passage this way. 
But in the end, I suggest that has done more harm than good, and it is not a path that I find helpful as a follower of Christ. If the latter, however, then we get a much more challenging but also more interesting interpretation ahead of us, one that I believe resonates with the truth that community is messy and holy and sacred and the divine path leading to our own transformation. In other words, what if Matthew isn't simply setting up rules of engagement, but rather is trying to build authentic Christian community? What if the point is less about having a code of conduct to follow and more about reconciliation, restorative justice, and or regaining a brother or sister in Christ? And what if Matthew's major concern isn't actually settling disputes, but rather creating an environment where what love requires changes us all, never letting us off the hook for what is easy or comfortable, but rather holds our spiritual feet to the fire in hopes of carving out lives full of forgiveness and healing and joy. So to begin our time together, I have pulled out what has become one of my favorite children's stories to share again with you. Sit back and listen to it this morning while holding in your heart the question, what does love require? The Story of the Old Turtle and the Broken Truth Story by Douglas Wood and illustrations by John Muth Once in a beautiful faraway land that was somehow not so very far away, a land where every stone was a teacher and where every lake was a mirror and every tree a ladder to the stars. Into this far and lovely land there fell a truth it streaked down from the stars, trailing a tail as long as the sky, but as it fell, it broke into two pieces. One of the pieces blazed off through the night sky, and the other fell to earth in beautiful land. In the morning, Crow found the fallen piece. It seemed to be a sort of stone, shining and pleasing to the eye. He picked it up. This is a lovely truth, said Crow. I will keep it, and he carried it away. But after he had held it for a while and examined it closely, Crow said, This truth does not feel quite right. A part of it is missing. I will look for a whole one. And he flew off and dropped to the ground. Other creatures, who liked shiny things, soon noticed it as well. Fox, coyote, raccoon, each picked it up and carried it a while. But they, too, found it had rough edges and was difficult to carry, and its sparkle soon lost its appeal. We do not need this broken truth, they said. We will find a whole one. Butterfly and bear also discovered the truth drawn by its sweetness, but each found that it left a bitter taste after all. There is something missing in this truth, they thought, and they left it alone as well. After a while, none of the creatures even noticed the broken truth anymore, and it lay on the ground forgotten. Then a human being found it. He was walking slowly, listening to breezes, gazing at beauties above and below and all around him, 
when he found the broken truth. Carved into the stone were three words that said, You are loved. The man held it carefully, thinking it was the loveliest thing he had ever seen. He tucked the broken truth into a safe place and kept it. Sometimes he would take it out and admire it, and the truth sparkled just for him and whispered its message to him alone, and the man thought he had never felt so proud and so happy. The man took the wonderful truth to his people, those who lived with him, who spoke as he spoke, and dressed as he dressed, and whose faces looked like his, and together they cherished their newfound truth and believed in it. They hugged it to themselves, and it became their most precious possession. After a while, the man and his people did not hear the language of breezes and stones anymore, but heard only their truth. They did not see the mirrored beauty in the lakes or the ladders to the stars, but saw only their sparkling truth, and for them it was enough. And eventually they started calling it the truth. The truth made the people feel good and proud and strong, but soon they also began to feel fear and even anger towards those who were not like themselves and did not share their truth. The other beings and other people of the lovely land seemed less and less important. Time passed, and other people said, We must have this truth for ourselves, for with it comes happiness and power. Many battles were fought, and the broken truth was won and lost, won and lost, over and over again. But such was its power and beauty that no one ever doubted it. And when they were without it, they felt a great emptiness where their truth had been. The stones and trees suffered, the breezes and water suffered, and the animals and the earth, and most of all, the people suffered. Finally, the animals went to Old Turtle, ancient and wise as the mountains and seas themselves. Crow and fox went, coyote went, Raccoon, butterfly, bear, and many others all went to see Old Turtle. This truth the people quarrel over, they said, we have all held in ourselves. It is broken and does not work. Please tell the people. I am sorry, answered Old Turtle, but the people will not listen. They are not yet ready. And the suffering continued. Until one day, a little girl came to find Old Turtle. Why have you come so far to find me, little one? asked Old Turtle. I want to ask a question, answered the little girl. Where I live, the earth is sore and people are suffering. Battles are fought over and over again. People say it has always been this way and will never change. Can it change, Old Turtle? Can we make it change? Old Turtle spoke. The world you describe is not the world that has always been, little one. Then Old Turtle told how the people had found the broken truth and the suffering it had caused. It is because it is so close to a great whole truth that it has such beauty and the people love it so, said Old Turtle. It is the lost portion of that broken truth that people need if the world is to be made whole again. But where is the missing piece? asked the little girl. Can we put the truth back together? 
First, my child, said the old turtle, remember that there are truths all around us and within us. They twinkle in the night sky and bloom upon the earth. They fall upon as every day silent as the snow and gentle as the rain. The people clutching their one truth forget that it is part of all the small and lovely truths of life. They no longer see these truths, no longer hear them, but perhaps, little one, you can. I'll try, said the little girl. Old Turtle spoke again. Remember this also, little one. The broken truth and life itself will be mended only when one person needs another. Someone from a different place or with a different face or different ways and sees and hears herself. Only then will the people know that every person, every being is important and that the world was made for all of us. For a long time, then the two new friends were quiet high on their hill in the very center of the world. And in her heart, the little girl thought she could see other people in other beautiful lands, people with their own ways, their own truths, people different from her own, but still somehow the people. Finally, the little girl asked one more question. Old Turtle, how will the people learn these things? By seeking out those small and simple truths all around them, said the turtle. By listening once more to the language of breezes, by learning lessons from stones and animals and trees and stars, even turtles and, yes, little girls. Now, little one, it is time for you to go to return to your people, to tell them what you have seen and learned and to help them mend their broken truth. Take this with you, said Old Turtle, as he placed something in the little girl's hand. I have saved it for a very long time, for someone just like you. The little girl looked at what Old Turtle had given her. It was a kind of stone, a mysterious, beautiful stone. It was lovely to touch, and it made her feel good to hold it. She squeezed it tightly and then tucked it away for her journey. Thank you, old turtle, she said, and hugged her friend's great leathery neck, and then she started home. It was a very long journey, and for those who take journeys of the heart, they are always changed, so much so that the people at home did not recognize her, and when she spoke, they did not understand what she was saying. She told them of her journey, but the people could not follow her words. She spoke of a world made and small gentle truths of all peoples being one people, but they could not catch her meaning. She explained about the broken truth and the need to make it whole, but the people did not believe her and could not understand. Finally, she climbed to the highest place in the village she took Old Turtle Stone from her pocket and carefully added the missing piece to the old broken one. The fit was perfect. The people looked and looked. Some frowned, some smiled, some even laughed and some cried, and they began to understand. 
the stone that had fallen from the highest place, added to the old broken piece that said you are loved, had a new piece with new words that simply said, and so are they. From that day forward, tiny truths fell day and night, gentle as the rain and snow, and the people found them and kept them in their hearts. And slowly, as the people met other people, different from themselves, they began to see themselves. And far away on a hill, in the very center of the world, Old Turtle smiled. My friends, our journey has just begun. And as we travel together in these coming weeks, may we remember that those who take great journeys are at last and forever changed. There will be those who will not recognize us as we travel and try to live out the truth in love. That's okay, show up anyway. There will be those who will not understand as we try to speak the truth in love. That's okay. Speak up anyway. May we find the courage to follow those before us who challenged wrong and changed it, whatever the cost. What does love require? Seek justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. You are loved and so are they. May it be so.